your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Limerick Chamber says urgent action is needed to support businesses in the region, given the now very high cost of doing business. And the Chamber is also highlighting a number of other issues that they believe are having a serious impact here. Sean Golden is economist uh, with uh, the Chamber and he is on the line right now. Hello, Sean. How are you? Hiya, Joe. How's it going? So I suppose the the issues that householders are very well aware of are some of the same issues that businesses big and small are facing right now. Yeah, Joe, pretty much. I mean, nobody's getting away from this. The two big ones, you know, is the is the cost of housing and then the cost of energy. So our budget submission would revolve a lot around those two items. What kind of review of the Living Cities initiative do you want to see, Sean? Just explain what it is and how it's been working and what more you'd like to see done there. Yeah, pretty much. So the, the Living Cities initiative, Joe, is designed to essentially make it more viable to to retrofit and redo old houses, particularly Georgian housing stock in Limerick, and make it more viable for people to get in, do it up and live in it. So what we'd like to see really is an expansion of it to make it more accessible to people, but we'd also like to see the footprint expanded. So there's significant old housing stock in Limerick, not just in the Georgian quarter, that we could take advantage of. Um, And some other items then, like elongate and how long you can claim the tax back over So all those items together should increase accessibility and and get it up and running more. We understand today take-up has been quite low. That's why we'd like to see kind of an expansion of it and make it more accessible to to more people. And has some of the work that we've seen in the Georgian quarter of Limerick City been as a result of the Living Cities initiative? Yeah, yeah, it has indeed. I mean, if you walk around, you can see some lovely buildings, um, especially the facade and some of the insides. So it, it, it does work. Um, if we do expand it, it'll obviously work better. More people will get in there and live in there. But it'll also expand to other parts of the cities as well, Joe, um, and outside Limerick even in other parts of Ireland. So it could be more modern structures that are in disrepair that might qualify if your proposals were followed through? Yeah, pretty much. I think the existing cut-off period is, is 1903 or somewhere along those lines. So if you brought it up to 1920, 1930, you'd capture more houses and make it more viable for people to come in and do them up and live in them. Mm. Energy bills, you know, we know how frightening they are and the government making all sorts of noises and the various parties at their thinkings with the budget uh, coming up two weeks from today about what they will do. But can it ever be enough? I mean, you have to think that some businesses, after everything they've been through over the last couple of years with COVID, are very close to going to the wall. Yeah, so that's that's the feedback that we're getting from our members, Joe. I think when you think about the, the business landscape that came off Brexit, or they're, they're still going through Brexit, then there was COVID, um, then the, the war in Ukraine, and now the energy crisis as well. Will it ever be enough? Unlikely, but I suppose the government have to look at this in the same way that they looked at COVID for those two years and the intervention that's required from it. And they kind of need to look at European counterparts in terms of how they're combating the energy crisis, particularly for business, and how they, how to deal with it here. 
and some noises being made that we might see something like the wage subsidy scheme that many businesses benefited from in Limerick and around the country during the pandemic. Yeah, so so at the start of the year, we carried out uh, a business sentiment survey for our members and the majority of, of businesses weren't even available. But that, at that stage, they were back up and running. So something like that would be good to see um, and particularly something that would focus on energy costs um, particularly for small and medium enterprises and restaurants and anything in the hospitality space, as well as the big factories as well that operate on a 24-hour basis. We're chatting to Sean Golden, economist with Limerick Chamber, and they've made uh, a pre-budget submission to the government. Uh, a lot of things that are worrying businesses, but also uh, worrying householders. And something we saw during the pandemic, even when people were forced to do the majority of their shopping online, is that they still tried to shop local online. And you know, businesses would have hoped, I think, going into this autumn and winter, that we'd be in a very different space and that there would be a lot more business being done uh, by uh, people listening to this show today in places like Limerick City and uh, the towns around the county. The risk now is that household budgets are so pinched, they mightn't be able to do that. What would be your message to them? Well, look, that's that's something we saw, Joe, when we carried out our survey back in April, that, biz- that businesses were very positive about the upcoming year. Consumers were less positive. So even a couple of months ago, they were looking at kind of holding back their, their expenditure. Um, you know, what message would I give them is that when we're, we are supporting local, we're supporting local jobs and we're supporting local communities. I think when you look at the response we had for people during COVID to actually keep things local and keep things running. It's probably something that we have to look at now. Um, But it all comes back as well to the viability of businesses and how the government is going to intervene there to actually make it viable to get through the winter. Yeah, and you know, one of uh, the big issues here is that uh, people are so genuinely worried now. And, you know, what happens quite obviously and in a recession is that the situation can be made worse by sensible individual decisions in households. Well, I can't afford that, so that discretionary spend has to go out the window. Or I have to go for uh, the cheaper option of these two products, even if one is a multinational and the other is my local business. But the more that happens, the more the economy contracts. That, that's, that's correct, Joe. It's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. You expect things to get worse, you stop spending, and ultimately you make things worse by stopping spending. Um, but it's an, it's an understandable concern that people have that they will stop spending on those big ticket items, um, especially coming into the winter. So it'll be interesting to see what the budget comes up with in a, in a couple of weeks to see what supports are there for households and businesses. Mm. Uh, we're chatting to Sean Golden, economist with Limerick Chamber. Are there any great differences uh, between the city businesses and the county businesses that uh, you represent, for example, Sean? There, there isn't, Joe. Um, to be honest with you, it's like in a similar way that, you know, uh, households are dealing with issues, businesses have the same issues. It's the same with the city and county. Um you know, the feedback that comes back to us from our members, and we have members all across the Midwest, so it isn't just Limerick City, Limerick County, and it's all the same feedback we're getting. It's energy, it's housing, it's keeping staff, it's training staff. They're all the same issues, really. They might have a bit of a more localised lens, but at a high level, they're all pretty much the same. Mm. 
And what about the news we got yesterday from Limerick City and County Council that the aim is to have the O'Connell Street works in Limerick City Centre finished by the 25th of November. But if that doesn't happen, they're going to pause it throughout Christmas and into January and then the contractors would come back and finish it at that point. What do you make of that? Yeah, so it's it, it's something our executive team here, led by the CEOs, is kind of continually liaising with the local authority on. I think the priority now is kind of getting up and running for Christmas, putting Christmas plans in place, and making sure that we do have a, a viable city centre and town centres for the for the Christmas period. And anything that that gets that up and running will be will be welcomed. You know, is it the case that thirty five to forty percent of a lot of retailers? business is done in that six to eight week period around Christmas? It, it is, yeah. For those for those smaller businesses, Joel, you know, a lot of them can live on Christmas for the rest of the year. Um, so it's imperative that it's done correctly and that we do have an attractive city centre for people to come into and, and spend money in. But presumably if the works are paused on the 25th of November, um, it would have to be left in a condition that makes it attractive for people to come into the city during the six or eight weeks when it stopped. Yeah, uh, well, you know, I suppose uh, attractive is, is a personal thing. But if you look at the footfall we had in the city centre throughout the summer, Joe, it was great. It was one of the best summers I've ever seen in around Limerick. You know, it was it was quite vibrant. So if you could carry that on to the winter, you'd be doing okay. Um, but you're right, it does have to be in a in a state where, where people enjoy being around it. And I think the local authority are working with the, the business providers in that regard to see what they can do. Right. And finally, I mean, the council would say that part of this project is to make it more attractive for people to come in and perhaps to leave the car at home because the amount of traffic congestion in the last few weeks in and around Limerick is severe, isn't it, Sean? Yeah, yeah, in certain parts it's pretty bad. And, you know, that kind of feeds back into some of our budget asks as well, Joe, you know, regarding the transport strategy for Limerick and other items around public transport, how we can make people, you know, want to leave the car at home or make it more viable for people to leave the car at home. And something you can see is the decrease in, in bus prices is feeding into that as well. But there's probably a bit more we could go to get people to actually do it. But, you know, it's a behavioural change and, and stuff like that takes time. Can we avoid a recession? <laughs> I, I would hope so, Joe. Um, but I'm not one of those economists that's going to pretend to predict the future. Um but I, I, I would hope so. Ireland is in a good place, to be fair. Um, but one of the issues is we're so open to the, the global economy that something that happens elsewhere can have quite a profound effect on us. Um, so I, I would hope so. Um, but, you know, I would be as apprehensive as, as most other people. Right. You're going to have to start predicting the future. They'll take your economist badge away from you, Sean. They, they can take it away, Joe. It's fine. <laughs> All right, listen, great to chat to you. Thank you so much for your time and your expertise this morning. Thanks. That's Sean Golden, who's economist with Limerick Chamber. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash.